All right, everybody, it's the B.O. Boys for Thursday, December 1st. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. So, Clayton, we're recording this on the Wednesday, so just got to give that heads up to everyone. Not all of the resources are available yet for the weekend predictions, but fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live, and we're the B.O. Boys, and it, it really doesn't matter. We, we are our own resources. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, we have enough resources to talk about one of the movies. I think the movie you're talking about is a Crunchyroll release called the Quintessential Quintuplet Movie. Yes, yes. And I don't know if we'd ever have enough resources to give it a, a, a accurate, fully uh, realized prediction on what this is going to do. You know, these Crunchyroll movies are not exactly in our wheelhouse uh, uh, you know, so uh, there, there's a wide, there's a wide range of what a movie like this could do. But I guess at this point, you know, if we're starting off with the quintessential quintuplets movie, we've got to just assume it's going to do well because Crunchyroll knows their audience. Crunchyroll knows how to get the, the information and the hype out to the people who want to see these animated anime movies you know they did it with demon slayer they did it with dragon ball super superhero they did it with even what's the most recent one that opened to around 10 million uh, a month ago well i was just trying to remember what that was red one yes one film red one film red you know like they, they know how to let the anime fans know that these movies are coming out they know to get them to see it that first weekend. I mean, one film red, especially that dropped off a cliff it's in the second one weekend. piece film. Okay. Red. So the colon and is after the, the, after the colon is the word red. I, uh, yeah, yes. I, I gotta think though, mm-hmm. you know, we receive no email from any one of BO boys about this. And usually we get a few emails about these sort of crunchy roll films so it's making me think that this might be a movie that opens lower than One Piece Film Red. Really? I mean, the opening weekend for One Piece Film Red was 9.3. I mean, they're not all Demon Slayer. I think that's the thing is we mm-hmm. got to remember is like Demon Slayer was, the, was a huge outlier. And then we did have the Dragon Ball Super Hero or Hero Super. Mm-hmm. And that did pretty well, but 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 Demon Slayer was an IP we didn't really know much about. Um, Dragon Ball Z, of course, is something that we've heard of before. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. feels to me like something that is more niche, and so I mean, I'm just going to go out and say it that I don't think this thing makes the nine million that One Piece film Red made. I think this thing is going to be like six or seven million. I'm going to go higher, and here's why I'm going to. I'm going to say that it's because this movie has already made $17 million in Japan. And I think that translates to this is actually a bigger franchise than we're giving it credit for. You know, if the quintessential quintuplets movie has made 17 million in Japan, then that might translate to, this is a pretty big franchise. Um, I'm looking at One Piece Film Red. It grows sixteen and a half million in Japan. 
as of November 28, 2022, and okay. 17 million worldwide. So it's, you know, Japan seems to be its home base, seems to be where it's. It's, it's weird because One Piece film Red looks like it didn't even get a release. Yep. In Japan. Which so is maybe weird. this is a maybe this is a bigger maybe these quintessential quintuplets are a bigger IP than than you're giving credit for right off the bat. This could be huge. This could be a huge, oh. huge anime IP. Actually, actually, they they just don't have any reported for the numbers. They don't okay. have any of the Japan. It looks like this movie had to have made something. One Piece film red. I mean, I would yeah, think so. Internationally, it made a, a decent sum. So, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of flummoxed by this mm-hmm. because I, it's it's like one of those things where this movie popped up on the weekend, and I was like, oh, so we're getting a pop quiz. I thought this was going to be easy. I thought we were going to talk about this violent Santa movie mm-hmm. starring David Harbour, and all of a sudden you give us a Crunchyroll film. Mm-hmm. Without any knowledge, it's like if we knew there was going to be a test, I could have studied for it. Right, right, right. Pop quiz, hot shot. How much is the quintessential quintuplets going to make of the U.S. domestic box office this weekend? Now I'm just going to say six. I'm going to say six million dollars. I'm going to go higher. I think, I think with quintuplets, you get even more heroes than you normally would in a movie. You know, sometimes in a Crunchyroll movie, there's one hero, two heroes. When you've got the quintessential quintuplets, that means you've got what? Five, five heroes. Quintuplets is five. I believe or, so. Yeah, or is that eight? Court, uh, I'm gonna say five. Eight would even for anime. I feel like eight would be too unwieldy. So you're getting five heroes. It's already a big hit in Japan, which I think that good news translates across the sea. And it means that there's a an active online fan base for this movie, and I'm gonna go. It it makes it a little higher than what One Piece film Red made. I think it could get to nine point eight million. Quintuplets is five. You are correct. Yeah, Quintuplets is five. Five heroes. I think almost two million per hero. That translates to almost ten million dollars. That's my math. I'm not even given a well no I'm given a little over a million to each hero. Yeah. If there is five heroes, I don't have you even read the synopsis for this film? I would assume the quintessential quintuplets are all on the same side. I, again, listen, I'm not an anime person, you're not an anime person, but uh that's that would I think a a, a pretty smart assumption. Okay. So well, let's let's That one's a mystery. Yeah. We'll move on. We'll give our final numbers at the end of the show when we do our rankings. So, Clayton, which movie do you want to talk about next? Well, uh, it's true. There isn't only two movies. I think mm-hmm. we should talk about a movie that's come to the rescue of the theaters once again. Okay. A movie that we had clapped for because we thought this theatrical run was over. I mean, for now, we did think there'd be a re-release. We did not know that the re-release would come so soon. Mm-hmm. But Top Gun Maverick is back, baby. Yep. Limited release. Mm-hmm. It's coming out for the next two weeks. It sees how weak the box office is, and it's trying to help. I yeah. mean, this is this is due to Strange World bombing. Mm-hmm. This is due to Black Adam underperforming. 
Agreed. Black Adam is a giant underperformer, and The Rock has to reevaluate things. I agree. And these adult skewing films like The Fablemans, The Menu. Which is these, doing well, which these, is doing really well for, well for the movie it is. Yeah, it's doing so well that Top Gun Maverick had to come back and save its ass. Top Gun Maverick coming back is not due to the menu, huh? Tom Cruise huh. isn't sitting around saying the menu isn't holding up its end of the bargain, huh? Tom Cruise, this week, I think he he got his paper copy of Variety. He's not reading this online. He got the paper copy of Variety. Hollywood Reporter, The Wrap, you know, with with uh, new editor Scott Mendelson on board there. He got his physical paper copies, and maybe someone on his team is playing the B.O. Boys. I'm not going to pretend to say that Tom Cruise is a listener, but I think it's in his circle. Mm-hmm. And he heard the numbers. He read the numbers. He saw that Strange World vastly underperformed. And I think more importantly, he saw that Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, as well as it did in its limited release, and it did great, but he saw that Netflix is not keeping it in theaters. You know, Mm -hmm. he gave them a chance. I think Tom Cruise gave Netflix a chance to be the heroes that theatrical needed right now. He gave them a chance to extend the run, expand the run of Glass Onion, let Glass Onion, which it could have been, it could have been the movie that kept theatrical uh, head above water for these next couple of weeks until The Way of Water comes out. Glass Onion, for sure, could have been that movie, but Netflix decided not to be the heroes here. And I think Tom Cruise gave them a chance. He saw Netflix was not going to be the heroes, and then Tom Cruise had to be the hero once again of theatrical. I think that is what happened. Tom Cruise... Gave Netflix a chance to step up to the plate, to step up into the into the cockpit, to fly that mission, and he just watched Netflix take off from the from the landing strip, take off from the airport. They took off, and then they circled back and they went home. Yeah, and that's what happened this weekend. And so Tom Cruise, he had to get in the cockpit again. He had to put the helmet on again, and he has to go fly another mission for box office for theatrical. And what I'll say is, I mean, thank God mm-hmm. that I boycotted this. You up, you upheld the boycott, of course, as you would in solidarity. Of Glass and Onion, I saw that last night with what? my wife. Me and my wife, my wife, we went to go see Glass Onion in a packed theater, a packed coastal elite theater in Brooklyn. Great movie, great theatrical movie, should get a best picture, nom, nom, nom. Daniel Craig should get a Best Actor, nom, nom, nom. Dave Bautista should get a Best Supporting Actor, nom, nom, nom. Great movie, made for theatrical. The crowd was rollicking and rolling, but Netflix is not the heroes, and they are pulling that movie. As we speak, you can no longer go see Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery in theaters anymore. And so that doesn't give you a sour feeling in your stomach? That that doesn't anger you? Like you went and you threw your money down the toilet is what you did. Because we've talked about this and listened to our last episode. I don't want to belabor this because we do have to talk about Top Gun Maverick and Violet Knight. Mm-hmm. But Netflix should not be allowed to capitalize on a successful theatrical run when they do nothing to support theatrical. 
that is what twists my stomach mm-hmm. is that they're getting these headlines let me let me let me pull up this headline cuz i sent it to you and we were both we were both disgusted but i guess you weren't disgusted enough to boycott like i am that the they did a uh there was a headline mm-hmm. in vulture mm-hmm. which of course we know is the most reputable of all online pop culture sites mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i say with with also acid on my tongue mm-hmm. that glass onion i'm paraphrasing cuz i can't find this link glass onion Cracks the mystery of saving box office. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. They probably uh, said solves the mystery. Solves the mystery. That would be Whatever. my guess. I'm yeah. paraphrasing it. You should not be able to get those headlines and capitalize on those headlines when you're giving a big fuck you to theatrical. Mm-hmm. Glass Onion solves the mystery of getting people into theaters. That's the yeah, yeah, getting people into theaters. It's even worse than I paraphrased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one, asshole vulture writer. Okay. Wow. People right. have been going to the theater. Like I might need to stop because yeah, I don't you're... know who this writer is. This mm-hmm. blogger. I don't know who this blogger is, mm-hmm. but they don't know what they're talking about. They should listen to the B.O. boy so they know that people have gone to the theater before Glass Onion. Right. All right? right. We're talking about a movie right now that this fucking movie hijacked the conversation of where people went to the movies and real people went to the movies, not just niche audiences. Real people went to see Top Gun Maverick. Real people went to see Crawdads. Real people went to see movies in the last year. Okay. Let's not drag the audience for Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery into your rant. The audience not, no, did no wrong. No, no, Listen. I, as a member of that audience, did no wrong last night when I'm I went to see Glass Onion I'm not saying that those aren't mystery. real people, but I'm saying that when they're writing articles about how Tar isn't performing at the box office, it's like, yeah, okay, but people are going to see movies. People right, right. are going back to see movies. Right. No, that that article has some inaccuracies to it, and I understand your anger. And so, just to clarify, you will never be seeing Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. You will. Will you watch it on Netflix someday? No, no. I already said that I will not watch it ever on ever. any. This platform. is a life a lifetime boycott. It's a lifetime boycott of this film. I will never watch it. Obviously, if I'm at a Circuit City. And it's on a television. There's nothing I can do about it. Right, right. I mean, I will turn and walk out of that Circuit City, but I will have witnessed moments of it. I'm not saying that I won't unintentionally witness moments of it. Right, right. But and you'll buy those, those CDs things. that you came in for first. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy, I'll buy my CDs and I'll get out. So, and I'm not going to do the thing where it's like, oh, I sneaked enough peeks that I saw the whole movie, huh? huh. I'm not going to do that. All right. No. This is a full-on ban. I've never seen Toy Story four. I don't. I don't know anything about Forky. All I know that there was Forky, and that's it. I don't know anything else. They were at a carnival. I don't know anything else. I only know from the press material. Right. 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 So yes, I will never watch this movie. And I'm. I'm frankly, I'm a little bit upset with you. Right. 
for enjoying this movie as much as you did without your conscience feeling like totally stained. Well, here's here's two things in my defense or a few things in my defense. A, I never said I was joining your boycott. You're you're a lot quicker to to boycott and to living with anger than I am, right? Is that a fair statement? That's a fair well, statement. Well, I've boycotted two films in my entire life, so I wouldn't say I'm quick I, I'm quicker, quicker than maybe you to boycott. Quicker, so fair statement. And you live with anger in a way that I don't. So that's okay, a fair well, statement. Well, that's definitely true, but I don't I don't see how that second defense at all. is and I, I, I hate to use her as a defense, but I will. My wife, she wanted to see the movie. You can't married, just do that. You and can't I married, just use your wife. And and she wanted to see it. And happy wife, happy life. So we went to see the movie she wants to see. Third defense is I wanted to go. So All right, so that's the worst defense. defense because if it's you would have stopped, if you would have stopped, I also those wanted first to two. go, and I wanted to, I wanted to see the thing that I wanted to see. So those are my three pieces of defense for seeing. And now, Clayton, let me throw this out there for you: you don't go see, you will never watch *Knives Out*, uh, *Mystery*, *Glass Onion*. You'll never see that. But will you this weekend or in the next two weeks go to see *Maverick* in theaters once again? in solidarity with a movie that you love and a movie that has done more for box office this year than any other movie. So I'm seeing that there are showings around me, obviously, New York City, mm-hmm. Coastal Elite. Yeah. And There's I... showings of everything around us. I mean, I went to see White Noise this weekend in a movie theater. That's mm-hmm. the life you get to live as a Coastal Elite. Nothing against Plain Billies, Stacks Dwellers, Earth Dogs, of course, but, you know. We get I, certain things. I, I think there's other movies I have yet to see. Mm-hmm. I've given Top Gun three viewings, which mm-hmm. if there was nothing else that I needed to see, right? If I lived in the middle of the country and I couldn't go see some of these limited release movies coming mm-hmm. out, then I probably would see Maverick again. Mm-hmm. But I have more options, so I will not. But I don't think that's anything against Tom or the movie, mm-hmm. because I think he'd understand. I supported this movie, yep. and I will continue to support this movie. I mean, I bought it on PVOD. I will stream it on Paramount+. Plus. I'm going mm-hmm. to see it on all platforms. The other thing is I really would want to see it again in a, in a, at a uh, premium screen. Got it. And I'm not seeing any, yeah, I'm not seeing any PLFs right now. Okay. Now, here's a question, and this is like a storyline I don't think we were thinking about when this movie was uh, coming out Mm -hmm. or being re-released. Glenn Powell has a fighter pilot movie. Yeah. Devotion. Yep. How is Glenn Powell feeling right now? Now, he's in both films. He's in both films. But who's going to choose Devotion this weekend over the true article. I mean, this feels like a little bit, and listen, not to question Tom Cruise, it feels like a little fuck you to Glenn Powell, right? I mean, listen, Glenn Powell is where he is today because Tom Cruise flew alongside him in Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. And, and also, Devotion had already bombed by the time this announcement was made. True. And perhaps, and I, I think we should all give Tom Cruise the benefit of the doubt here, if Devotion was a big hit, I don't think 
Maverick gets re-released this weekend. Because again, I think Maverick's re-release, and obviously these things take planning and, and all that, but I do think this may be a situation where it happened very quickly. I think it was in response to the Thanksgiving box office completely tanking, which does include devotion uh, tanking. Mm-hmm. You know, Tom Cruise had to do this. He had to do this. Maverick had to do this. Well, it's very meta because obviously, listen, spoilers for Maverick. Mm-hmm. But at the end of this film, Glenn Powell's character, Hangman, swoops in to save Maverick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This feels like the opposite of that in a meta way, right? Not the opposite, but it feels like a similar thing where here comes Top Gun Maverick to swoop in and save Glenn Powell because in a way... Mm-hmm. Glenn Powell had some momentum from Top Gun, Maverick. Mm -hmm. He puts out this devotion movie, which he might even be happy about because it does feel like a cash-in. And now Maverick's coming back. People will go see it again and be like, oh, yeah, Glenn Powell's great. Like, he's great. Like, devotion was just this blip, and we understand he's capable of great things. Now, listen, he's maybe great in devotion. I don't know. But he is, we know for certain. He is great in Top Gun Maverick. So this could be a saving move as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So saving, Glenn Powell, saving Glenn Powell from the cheapy. Glenn Powell tweeted just last night. He tweeted, Top Gun Maverick headed back to theaters this weekend for two weeks. Miracle 1, May 27th, which of course was the original release date for Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Miracle 2, December 2nd. So obviously any All of right. our... Want to be old boys, want to be old girls, want to be old people, people who have seen Top Gun Maverick, which should be all of you, should mm-hmm. be. You understand what he's doing there, the Miracle One, Miracle Two. Glenn Powell, whether it's just him putting on the smile in public for Tom Cruise, which I don't think it is. No. He is excited that Maverick is coming out. He's fully using his social media now to promote Maverick. I'm looking and there's like three tweets in a row about Maverick, no tweets about devotion. Yeah. Okay. This is great. This is great. Yeah. 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 So he's fully on board to uh to bask in the Maverick re-release. Now the question is, what is the audience gonna mm-hmm. do this weekend? Because usually re-releases do not come only a few months after the movie has left movie theaters, other than when it's a really small movie that gets something big that changes the game. You know, usually mm-hmm. when a small movie gets a bunch of Oscar nom nom noms, then it gets a re-release or a dramatic widening. That's not the case here. Maverick ran from May through what? End of September and yeah. made seven hundred plus million dollars domestic, one point whatever, you know, four billion worldwide. This movie has been seen quite a bit and recently and is on PVOD. So this is not when they released the re-release, the original star Wars trilogy in the uh, late nineties after those movies basically hadn't been in theaters in 15 to 20 years. This is not that. And this is not the avatar re-release. We saw a couple of months ago after avatar had been out of theaters for whatever it's been. 15 years this is not that so do you think there is a huge audience to go see maverick this weekend 
I I I don't just because I I don't know how many theaters this is in. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. not gonna be a wide wide release. I mean, in the sense of I do think it's gonna be. I think it's going to be in a lot of places, but it's not going to be that many showings. That's what I'm seeing in New York, right? It's going to be less showings and in less theaters. I think it's going to be at a few AMCs for the nighttime. I don't know if it's necessarily playing in the middle of the day. But the prime the, showings. It'll the prime get those showings. 7 seven p.m., 8 p.m. showings where it gets any. So we're going to talk about our top fives, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, whether this is going to make it in the top five. Okay. It, so, pro- it probably would have to make, it would probably have to make not that much. Like it would mm-hmm. have to make like $3 million to get top five this weekend. It looks like. Okay. Because of all the various drops, I feel like. Uh, so I just don't know. I don't think it's going to be top five. I mean, I could see this making. Well, like, why don't we save it then? Why don't we put a pin in Maverick until we get to our top five predictions? Because I think that's probably the best time to just give our prediction. Okay. Is where Maverick is going to fall. Yeah. So let's now move on to the biggie, the big new release that's coming out this weekend. David Harbour stars as a Santa Claus action hero mm-hmm. in the action comedy Violent Night. So this is stars David Harbour, John Leguizamo, other names that I recognize in there are Edie Patterson from The Righteous Gemstone. She's great. Beverly D'Angelo, of course, from the Vacation Films, is Mm -hmm. back on the big screen, so you love to see that. It's an action comedy, and it's directed by this Norwegian director who has done the Dead Snow movies, which are those unfrozen Nazi movies. And Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Those seem to be his biggest credits. And now he's doing a Christmas action comedy where Santa Claus is an action hero. Well, Clayton, I th- are you th- high on this film? And absolutely not. And I think more importantly, this is – the director matters very little. Okay. This is a production company that matters. It's 87 North. Okay. Which is the production company – that uh, did Bullet Train mm-hmm. and did Nobody mm-hmm. and did Netflix-only films such as Kate and Day Shift mm. with Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a production company created by the guys behind John Wick. Great. And they've really been pumping out content to, I believe, their detriment. Because if you watch Day Shift, the Day Shift, it's a pretty, I mean, we're not critics, huh? Huh. But it's a pretty bad movie. Okay. And we, of course, have no box office from it because it is a Netflix movie and it did not play in theaters. But Violent Night looks to me like that sort of movie. Okay. It's like this was teetering on, is this a streamer or is this a theatrical film? And they decided, let's go theatrical with it. And like we say, everything should go theatrical. So I'm glad it's coming to theaters. Thank you, 87 North. But I do not feel like this movie has an audience. This sort of violent Santa movie has never really done Bafa Bobo. I mean- 
you could say in the adult Santa movie, Bad Santa did really well. Right, right. We had Krampus, which was a Christmas horror movie that did well for their mm-hmm. budget and for the expectations. Mm-hmm. I guess we have to talk about what the expectations for Violent Night are. I mean, obviously, this is not a $45 million opener. It's, no. It never would be. It and never there, would be. There's really who is, who could play Santa in this and open it big. Right. I think David Harbour, as a as a actor, is 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 fun to watch. Charismatic. Had a great SNL hosting. Yes, yes, he which did. Goes a long way with us, as you know. Yeah. I just don't see people being on this wavelength right now. Violent Santa movie. I mean, the we've seen Fat Man with Mel Gibson. That did not get a theatrical release. This definitely feels like a step above Fat Man. Mm-hmm. Right. If you were going to release either Violent Night or Fat Man, I think Violent Night is the one in this day and age you'd you'd want to release this over Fat Man. Oh, absolutely. But it's an idea that has been out there, and it always it feels like this should be a slam doink. You know, Santa Claus shooting people. Great. You know that that feels like an idea. But it feels like an idea that I don't think, I agree, I don't think people ever really want. They may think they want it, you know? I think a lot of people watched the Fat Man trailer back in the day and maybe thought they wanted that, but then they didn't want that. No. And I don't think they actually want Violent Night. Here's my, my and we haven't seen this film, but... You say the director doesn't matter. I think it matters to the degree that for a movie like this to work, it would have to be getting great buzz. It would mm-hmm. have to be getting the way a barbarian got that great buzz because it was a great movie. And for Violent Night to work, I think it needs to be funnier than it is bloody. You know, I don't think that this is the type of movie that would have taken off or would take off based just on the action and the mm-hmm. choreography of the fights. It would have to take off because it is purely fun and funny. And I don't think that the Norwegian director of the Dead Snow movies and of Hansel and Gretel is the right pick to make an American comedy that hits the right notes. And again, we're not critics, huh? And we haven't huh. seen the movie, huh? Huh. But this doesn't. This feels like they went with an action guy, and I don't know if pure action is going to take off with this idea. Yeah, and these these kind of violent comedies are always hit and miss, especially from this production company. Now, now nobody, I will say, is not really a comedy. I mean, there are parts no. of it. It's an action that, movie. But but I think you would assume, because Bob Odenkirk started in comedy, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's more well-known to the broad audience as Saul from Better Call Saul. But they did a really good job with the tone of that film, mm-hmm. where, where there was a level of humor from the incongruity of Bob Odenkirk being the action hero. Mm-hmm. Now, this does not feel like that. This does feel like you said... They're going to try to be funny, and it's not going to be funny. 
Most likely. And maybe it is. We haven't seen it, huh? We're not critics, huh? huh, huh. But I would bet the comedy in in Violent Night probably doesn't work that well. And I think it's a case where it's going to be too silly and goofy, especially in its premise, for action fans. Because like you yes. said, nobody, Bob Odenkirk's a star, but that is not a comedy. That is an action movie that if you're an action movie guy or girl or person, you could enjoy it person. because it's an action movie. You yeah. know, same thing you with the John Wick movies. And I think something like Violent Night, the premise is going to turn off a lot of fans who just want their action and it's not going to be enough of a comedy to get comedy fans or families or couples mm-hmm. out in a major way. So I'll throw this out here, Clayton. I think the the good over under to use on Violent Night is the opening weekend of Nobody. So 6.8. You know, now that was a covidish time. Oh, it was March 2021, so we're talking a time when if you were not a nurse or a government uh, official or just a, a very rich person, you would not have been vaccinated at that point. You know, mm. uh, nobody opened, I would say, still in pre-vaccination times, opened in a time when not all the chains were fully open. So, yeah, that opened in not the heart of pandemic box office, but still in pandemic box office, open to $6.8 million dollars. And I think that's the over-under. You know, I think Nobody is a movie that has a more recognizable star in Bob Odenkirk. Or maybe not. I mean, the thing with David Harbour no, is... No, Stranger Things is so Stra- big. Stranger Things is so big. Like, David Harbour is not a movie star. They tried to make him Hellboy, and that didn't work. But he is a very, at this point, famous actor. Mm-hmm. But I still think Nobody works as an over-under. Because Nobody definitely felt like it was a bigger deal when it came out than Violent Night feels now. You know, Violent Night just feels like, in some ways, it feels like a movie that even if you see the trailer for it, you don't fully believe it's real. Mm-hmm. You know, you believe it It maybe, oh, is this a, a an unreleased college humor sketch yes. from 2008? Yeah. You know. That, that I thought I had seen all the college humor sketches because I'm a big college humor fan and I'm a college humor completist, but maybe I missed this this sketch from 2008. That's what Violent Night's trailer feels like in a lot of ways. You know, well, right now, long range, or like not long range because it's coming, but on the long range forecast on Box Office Pro because we don't have the weekend forecast yet, they're saying they're doing it early. Fuck it, we're doing early. Eight to 13. I think that's high. I think that's high too. I think this will, if we, you know, we check this article tonight, this is probably going to be low. It's going to be lower. And I'm going to go on the low end. I'm going to say this opens under nobody. Okay. And I'm going to say, I'm just going to say six. And the reason I'm going to say six is because I like David Harbour. I don't, I don't want him to, he's a, I would love him to be able to headline films. Yeah. But like you invoked earlier, Hellboy was a misfire. Obviously, he had, I mean, unless the script was horrible, I mean, he had to go for it with that. I feel like he had to go for it. And I think he had to do this movie. I think he has to. And I think Violet Knight could end up being 
a movie that sticks around somewhat. You know, people will watch it eventually once they fully accept it's a real movie. But I I agree. I don't think they're going to go see it in theaters this weekend because I I think they partially don't think it's real. But like what we said, we always say we beat this drum. We will continue to beat this drum because we always have new listeners is that – it's better that this movie is going to theatrical because yeah. it will have more reputability. It yep. will have more downstream money coming to it and attention coming to it because it went theatrical, unlike something like Fat Man. Yes, yes, 100%, 100%. So let's do I our top fives, yeah. Let's do it, yeah. And, and Clayton, do you want to do the honors to do your top five first? Are you ready for it? I don't remember, feel like that's honors. I feel like what you're doing is you're sending me out into, you know, I'm I'm the first on the beach in Normandy here. Yes, 100%. You're you're I'm I'm behind you and I'm looking to see where the where the fire is coming from as it as it hits your body so I could go the other way. 100%. Yes. Okay. So, number 1, and I think this is an absolute slam doing, mm-hmm. is Black Panther Wakanda Forever in its fourth yeah. weekend. I mean, yep. I think that is the only thing we can be sure of. Yes, 100%. Now, number two and number three from last weekend, it's funny because Strange World is going to absolutely collapse. Wow. I mean, I feel like, you know, the thing is, I guess actually, no, it's not going to absolutely collapse. It's going to have probably a smaller drop than you would assume, but it's just because it started so low. Because it made twelve million in its in its in its uh, in its weekend, so mm-hmm. it'll probably drop fifty, right? Which does not look bad for a big movie, but it's not a big movie. Mm-hmm. So that's going to put it at like six something. So we're going to have this weird middle here because the quintuplets movie and Violent Night and Strange World, I think, are all going to be around six. Okay. And Glass Onion is number three, and it's gone as we know. It mm-hmm. just left. No note, no note, Irish just goodbye. left. Mm-hmm. Irish goodbye. So here's what I'm going to say. Number two film in America is the quintessential, I can't say it, quintessential quintuplets movie. Okay. All right? And that's going to make like 6.2. Wow. 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 Underneath that, Mm-hmm. is going to be Strange World. Okay. And it's going to make around six, maybe high fives. Under that, mm-hmm. which right now we're going to be at number four, is going to be your beloved menu, huh? 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 Because I do think it's going to hold on mm-hmm. more huh? than Devotion will. Huh? Because Glenn Powell is putting all of his might behind Maverick. So therefore, I think Devotion will be number five. Wow. So you did not have Violent Night in there. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I fucked up. I fucked up. I think Violent Night is going to be four. Menu is going to be five. Your top five is Black Panther one, number two, Quintessential Quintuplets. Number three, you've got Strange World. Number four, you go in Violent Night. Number five, you're going the menu. That's your top five. Yes, thank you. Pat, what is your top five? My top five is number one, Slam Doink, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever is number one. Number two, Quintessential Quintuplets, which I think is going to make $9 million. Okay. So I'm going higher than you, but same spot, number two. 
Number three, I am going with Violent Night. Okay. I think that is going to beat Strange World. Okay. I think that is going to make a little over six because I think Strange World is going to have, and I'm, I'm comping it to Lightyear, and obviously Lightyear opened much bigger, but Lightyear had a 64% drop okay. in its second weekend. A similarly not liked Disney animated release. So I'm going a bigger drop on Strange World. I think it could drop to about $5 million. Okay. So then I think Strange World is going to be number four. And the menu number five. Now, here's the thing. Neither of us have put Maverick in the top five. Mm-hmm. So where do we think Maverick is flying into? You know, what do we think this number is? And it's so hard to tell without a theater count. But do we think here? Here, I'll throw out movies and you tell me which one Maverick is going to be. I'm going in order of where they finished last last weekend. Do you think Maverick finishes this weekend ahead of Devotion? Pal versus Pal. No. Devotion made 5.9 last weekend, so you're thinking it makes like three or four, and that's more than Maverick. I think so, yeah. Okay. Black Adam. Black Adam made 3.2 million last weekend. It's losing theaters. It lost 700 theaters last weekend. Does Maverick beat? It's oh, Tom Cruise it's versus be The close. Rock. It's going to be close. I'm going to say no, but I, it hurts my heart to say that. The Fablemans. Yes. Does Maverick beat Maverick the Fablemans? Maverick beats The Fablemans, yes. Okay, so I agree. Maverick beats The Fablemans, Bones and All, She Said, all those movies. Ticket to Paradise. Ticket to Paradise. I do think I'm going to be the one who says it. Maybe this is me paying penance for, for defending Black Adam early in its run. I think Maverick finishes ahead of Black Adam this weekend. And you know what? I think Maverick finishes ahead of Devotion this weekend. Whoa, that's crazy. So you think I Devotion think, is just going to have a huge drop? And, yes. And, oh, wow. Yeah, I think Maverick finishes ahead of Devotion. So that those are that's where I... So neither of us think it's coming in top five, but I think we both think it's it's circling around the top five. And you know what? Who knows? Monday we may come in here and do our our next episode, and we maybe talk about Maverick as the number one movie in America. It's Who so funny knows? how Who high knows? we have been on Maverick and how correct we've been on calling what was an unprecedented run. Yes. And yet here we are again going low on Maverick for no reason because it always will defy expectations. Yeah. But again, if we had that theater count, we'd have a better idea. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, it could make one million. It could make five million. Yeah. Well, you know what? It'll make for a great next episode of the B.O. Boys. So stay tuned for that. Tell your friends, tell your family. They got to listen to the next episode because we'll be talking about Maverick's re-release opening weekend. So Clayton, I mean, our listeners, of course, email us at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. We love reading your emails. And we love sharing your emails, the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. And of course, follow us on social media, specifically right now on Twitter, which we 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 talked to our wannabe O intern Christopher. We had a big powwow with him this past weekend, went over strategy, and he says that despite new management, Twitter will still be around for a while. So therefore, we are staying on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's at the B.O. Boys Pod. 
will be there. Want to be Owen Turn Christopher is dropping the uh, the the dank audiograms on the feed there, so you got to watch those. But throwing this out there, we have some talks. We may be doing some live, as in not live in person yet, huh? huh. But live on the internet episodes where we could interact with wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls, wannabe old people. people. So that may be coming soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, more to come. Follow us on the B.O. Boys pod at Twitter. Well, Pat, I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except until next time. We'll smell you at the box off.